Welcome to the Eden Ideal podcast. We're in the final part of our conversation on love for strangers. In our last episode, we talked about how central our ability to love strangers is to us fulfilling God's purpose of reuniting all nations to himself. In today's episode, we discuss how we can practically live this out in our everyday lives. We hope you enjoy the discussion. Uh, let's do a, a quick recap on what we talked about last week. It was broadly speaking about um, love for strangers, but we specifically came at it from, I guess, a point of view of immigration or just loving people outside of your nation or away from you. Is what is that a good enough summary? What did you guys take from it that was conversation? Two weeks ago, mate. <laughs> Basically talking about um so under the Love for Strangers um series, we're talking about, you know, how do you love and uh, I guess relate, interact with people that may not share the same beliefs as you or the same political views, um, things like that. And then we went into the Brexit debate mm-hmm. um and rachel and i kind of were playing not devil's advocate we were we were playing the view of voting leave for brexit and tolly was very passionately <laughs> so what did tolly vote leave did he, did he vote leave no no no, no! We, we all voted stay remain <laughs> i know you guys all but... voted stay imagine <laughs> because <laughs> it was hard to find someone and we wanted to find a christian as well that, that voted voted leave. leave so they can explain mm. why they did that um but i think we came to a relatively balanced conclusion the, the answer isn't i don't think yeah. it's right to vilify people who say no um, not at all people mm. shouldn't come in and stuff like that or mm-hmm. we should leave i think Bim and Rachel were bringing useful kind of arguments from the other side to say that it's not ne- it's not necessarily just about what we're doing it's how we're doing it mm. so some some of the policies from the EU or some of these other immigration policies might not be the best policies and it's about trying to find other ways to maximize benefit but what we kind of discussed was the fact that people that say those things often don't necessarily then go and find other solutions it's more just saying no 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 keep everybody out rather than yeah. saying what's the better way of doing it so i i think from a christian perspective we kind of came to the conclusion of we are called to love the outsider the alien the stranger the person that is not of our tribe we are called to love them but it's about how you know and we shouldn't be judging anyone's how but I definitely think we should be actively engaging in that question of how to to love the others. And I think that question is so much more poignant right now because of the current migrant crisis. The, the general thing about the migrant crisis is there's a, because of wars and other mm-hmm. things going on in other countries, disasters. Obviously, we know a lot of people... Um, are escaping northern Africa and the Middle East in particular mm-hmm. right now to um, go into Europe. And and there was a time when Germany was really accepting a lot of people, but then it's, it's really causing a lot of political instability in different places. The UK yes. was is meant to be taking a lot more people, but we haven't been doing that. And I think the big thing right now is a lot of people are illegally putting their lives at risk to mm. get to on travel. little boats yeah, yeah. and like and even, even just yeah even just last week um like a, a, Sudan- died, right? a young guy from Sudan. yeah exactly like they just you just keep finding bodies in the channel because yeah. people are risking their lives to to try and get across wait do you remember there was a time i think maybe last year um where that lorry came into essex Great. It was around the mm, corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and there were like thirty dead bodies. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a crazy. migrant crisis. Oh, there were Vietnamese 
But I remember yeah. that. they did a um, what's that a show like? Uh, this Netflix show they did like a show that was kind of about it. It's a difficult one because obviously, like people people recognize that you can't have like this uncontrolled like people just coming in out of everywhere and anywhere but like it's hard to because at the end of the day these people are when i was doing the research on it especially like with the people coming out of syria and those type of places there's there's real hardship there's real Mm -hmm. difficulty that they're trying to escape like it's not a I was reading um, a book, The War Doctor, um, and he's basically a doctor who used to work for MSF and the Red Cross. And he, over the last few years, has basically been in all these like um, conflict zones. And just the scenes he was describing in Syria, like it was genuinely horrific. Like, I was reading it and I was like, I don't understand how you would willingly put your life at risk to go to these places. But then in the same breath, you're just thinking about the people who are actually living in those in mm-hmm. those areas. So when people are like opposed to refugees or there is debate, I find it really difficult to to not justify that, but. There is real conflict, as Tolly was saying, that people are really trying to flee from and really escaping from. And it's that same situation where if your life wasn't at risk, like, would you willingly put your life in in danger to try and move to another country? Like, you wouldn't. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, because you would want to be, like, I'm pretty sure that people want to be, would want to be in their hometown and stuff. Like, if everything was... Right, you wouldn't want to then move, and yeah. it goes into who's. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to. Yeah, it's the really joke, sad. The, the joke is even forget it. For like people try and make a distinction between like people refugees who are running away from life threatening situations and economic migrants. To say that economic migrants, you know, they don't they're not running away from a hard situation. They just want to come here for economic reasons like more money so if you're broke in nigeria you just want to come to england because it's a better life and we don't have a responsibility to someone like that uh, which again i i get the what why you would the say that of an economic migrant broadly yeah, speaking trying to make yes. themselves yeah. Economically better. Cool. yeah um but again i feel like even that for me is there's a hard life where you're coming from and you want to escape that like i i i empathize with that quite a lot mm. and i just i don't i think a lot of people just think oh if if they come what they'll take my job or they'll take and i just don't think that that's true i i i i want to i wish i had more data but from the little stuff that i've been looking at and reading i don't think that there is any evidence in fact i think there's evidence to the contrary that a place that is open to people coming in and working and being productive, it actually increases the productivity of the whole place. But people think that, you know, oh, getting everyone to come into your country will destroy your country or you'll lose all your values or, you know, there's a whole big thing where people were saying the economic, the the refugees that were coming from Syria at first were the ones like raping people in Germany and all those other countries and <sighs> saying all these things. And I'm sure, I'm sure some people were doing crimes. Of course, some people are doing crimes because some people do crimes everywhere, everywhere. you know, yeah. like no there's obvious, yeah. exactly. So anyways, I just wanted to start a con because now this, this third part of our conversation is where we try and think about what, what can we actually do? So in this difficult, specific, difficult one, that is a live conversation right now, um the home secretary her response has been to appoint a a commander of the seas that is literally out there fortifying the borders and preventing people from coming making it the way they describe it is making it unviable to use the channel and i just think really is that your solution like i get it i get it but oh 
at the same time, I don't, you know? Like my, my question to that is, because I am not going to lie, watch, anyway, anyway, um, <laughs> what, what is the current um, policy? What current policy do we actually have in place? So I, I don't understand, but if you're going to say that you're going to try and make the, the channel a non-viable option, do we actually have a policy in place to bring in migrants, refugees? Like, what is that? What does that look oh, like? We're meant to have changed? a policy to bring them in, right? And yeah, we've got a certain to, amount so... of um, immigrants that we're meant to accept. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you. I know that. And actually, before. that's that's what the second link I sent you guys was. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's why. That's why I mentioned it. That's why I mentioned it. No, 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 I didn't. I didn't read it properly and maintain the the number. Guys, that that's not why I said that. That's not why I said that. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm trying to throw shade. I was trying to transition us into the next um, bit because yeah, there is something that is is out there, the community resettlement scheme. And I think I've mentioned this on one of our previous podcasts. I think it was the generosity one where there was a lady in Canada and she was doing a TED talk and she was just talking about how, you know, she'd been giving to charities her whole life and doing all that kind of stuff. And she didn't feel happy. She didn't feel like, like her the thing wasn't bringing her joy until she pulled together a community of people and they sponsored a refugee to come and stay in their neighborhood um and she said it was the most fulfilling thing that she'd ever done because it's not a faceless charity that you're giving money to it's not you know you obviously i'm not i'm not trying to damn charities please keep giving money to charities they're doing a lot of amazing work all around the world it's just that it's sometimes hard to connect with that work and connect with the people but in this situation um you literally sponsor someone to run away from a war zone or something and then they come into your community you see them you take care of them you provide them shelter english tuition all of that stuff and apparently it's a government scheme she was talking about canada but it turns out this is something that we have in the uk as well and you can you can like come together and what did she call it? Sponsor or? It's the community resettlement scheme. That's what it's called in the in the UK, at least. Yes, it's actually a thing, and wow. it was it was actually it was actually set um jointly set up with the Home Office and the Archbishop of Canterbury, and he he actually brought in the first refugees sponsored by this scheme, and this is the only way. So the government have targets. And the government won't go over, go beyond their targets. Like this, well, we're not, they're not even reaching their targets, but they won't go beyond the number that they've said they would go. This is the only, but this is a route that people can help more people through this route because this doesn't go towards the government's quota because it's, it's, it's a private, like it's private citizens helping people directly. So I, I think it's a fantastic idea. And I think that's, like that's probably why the Archbishop of Canterbury was motivated to do this, and he he he's been kind of encouraging other faith faith based groups, community groups, to get involved in this and do this. And I just think, wow, this is something that we should really be talking about in our churches because it's a very viable thing. Like when you guys have a chance, actually click the link and go to some of the website because it's not actually it's not difficult. Like, of course, it's a very involved thing to do, but basically you need to raise like Mm £9,000 is all you need to raise. You need to be able to, you need to be able to find the person accommodation for the first year. And that's it. All only for the first year. You just, sorry. So you, so you can just raise the money and the government will allow you to bring, bring what, who chooses who bring yeah and the government allows some, you to pe- bring the no, person people, into no people no people apply for asylum or refuge refugee okay, status so somebody to the who's government. already applied yes they will then just say okay well this is the person that 
is going to yes. now and Get and it. then you okay. can you can then help them you you meet them at the airport you 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 have yeah. to give them english english tuition lessons Wait, can i, Sorry, can I just say something quickly um mm-hmm. so we're taking on the government's job in that in that aspect uh, that, that, that's i don't think it's is no no, no think, as in, like, the government the government has said I hear what oh yeah we're saying. going to we're going to bring these people into the country we're going to respond we're going to sponsor them doing this and they're like oh do you know what we might be able to get some of these people out here to do it as well guys if you could raise I mean, pounds, you. you could bring whatever person you want over into the country and yeah. do it. not whatever I mean, person you want it will be somebody that is that you know, has someone that they've applied. already vetted and, they, wanna, already, and they don't want yeah. us to pay for so you pay for them by paying the government to bring them in. So, so we raise nine nine k, and then does the government house them? No, we have to house them, right? No, but they they once they're settled, once they're settled, they How can they apply settled? for. Like once they've got accommodation and they've been brought into the country and they've like settled, literally settled down in the country, um, they can then apply for like benefits or job seekers or what whatever wait that's the question that booms up who part who how do they get settled okay so you we so have you to settle, have to them, settle well. them you will settle them so for the first that's year it. so you, so if you sponsor exactly them, you do the nine thousand for the first year and then exactly after that, right. the government will pick up the or or, the, or not the even the government if, if or, after or, that or they might or they'll get a, to... they'll get a job and they'll actually job start yeah. contributing like to society themselves so that's that's the best case scenario yeah. but all they're saying is yeah. like at, from a, vol- a volunteer's perspective you you your maximum commitment will only need to be like a year or two i think it's a year but then they say they want you to be able to demonstrate that you can do it for two years yes like because if even if they haven't been able to like get a job or something yet at that point they'll be able to apply for a bit more support from the council or something like that so like it just seems like such a accessible thing i hear what you're saying mm. you know the government's just palming it off but at the end of the day i think we have the opportunity like this is a route yeah. where we okay. can yeah. help mm. and I, I i i would really 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 love it if if we could do something like this like i i know it sounds like a big deal and but is it you know like, and I just... think, like, actually, it, it really helps in terms of um, being... I'm sorry, there's just a little kid at the other window who's losing his mind. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it definitely helps in terms of actually integrating into society because yeah. um, when you already have that community... And I think a lot of the things that people complain when they actually complain about immigration or um, migrants is that they're not integrating, quote unquote, into society enough. They're not embracing the British culture enough. Um, So when you actually have this scheme and you have a group of people who are actually willing to to basically show you the ropes and support you, like there's no way that you won't actually integrate into society. And I think mm, it probably gives you a better chance of, of integrating effectively. Um, yeah. So and, and, think, and, yeah. And you give, you give them like opportunities. To, yeah. You have to give them, you have to give them English tuition so they can learn how to speak the language and then you can start to help them gain skills and most people that come into this country most people are very hard working very very hard working so if you actually give any kind of opportunity obviously you know right now right now it's very difficult with the covid and a lot of people even in the country now are you know struggling for employment but i just think it's something hopefully when things settle down well right now it's not even on because because of covid they're right. having a hard they're having a hard time um securing people on the other end to make sure it's all safe and done but once they can do that i think the scheme is going to come back on so as part of phase two of eden ideal i definitely want to put this on the list of something that we should i would love it for us to try and fundraise pilot yeah get not even just fundraise like not, yeah, well, fundraise you have be part to be of it available but... for like the two like you have to be 
you're essentially responsible for you're this family or this these, person this, yeah. for like two years, right? So it's like not even just fundraiser, but it's like, okay, getting people it's on like board getting to in. be yeah. like, you know, to say... But think okay, about okay, this. How easy this. would this be if just like a church community... Just, yeah. which is already like a standard yeah. set community of people yeah it, it doesn't have it doesn't it doesn't even feel like it would be burdensome you know just welcome them into your yeah. community and mm. that's and a regular touch such point a good idea honestly like, i feel like this is actually what my church did more. oh really oh, your church, your church did, did this your church yeah. did it cool yeah, they, they have sponsored a family from um, wow Syria. that's really beautiful oh, great. Year, i think that's such a beautiful um, thing and now um, two of the, so it's a family of five. There's three kids, two boys, one girl. And two of the boys um, are now like part of the church. Oh, they serve at conferences. Wow. Like we see them from I time got chills, time. I got chills. Yeah. yeah. Is, so this really is nice such a beautiful like, thing. That transformation. But wow. I won't lie, I, I, I didn't know the ins and outs of how they actually did it. So I'm quite intrigued to involved in that part but i have seen the uh, like You've the impact the of one yeah. yeah i've seen the other end oh, that's amazing i think let's look we should i i think we should join with the archbishop of canterbury in really trying to encourage a lot more people churches in particular to to get involved in something like this but not just them let's i would love it if we could think about a way we could try and do this you know get our community together mm-hmm. it might be easier to do it as part of a church community because that's already an established set group so we, there'd be logistics to think about how we would manage that but such a beautiful thing to be able to do i think it would be m- like amazing i really think it would benefit the people doing it the most like i think everyone would win from this because you would really get to know people and empower them and you will feel empowered at the same time. It just seems like a really... And you would be literally saving lives. Like, the people you help, you're actually saving their lives, you know? So I think that's one way to go. But of course, you have the counter to that, you know, if everyone did that, what, what about this country? We don't have the resources. We don't have the space the time all of that stuff so i I also wanted to talk about and kind of rachel kind of already talked about it the solution to preventing people wanting or needing to come to this country is to perhaps help them where they are as well so that's another option of Mm -hmm. something that can be done because i was looking at the list of where these a lot of people are coming from after Syria, it's Afghanistan, it's Iraq. Like these are not places that we are completely kind of. It's you know the instability in some of these places can be traced back to action from the West. So I do think it, it, we might have a. I, I do think we have responsibility to to actively try and engage in helping those places. Set stabilize, you know, and settle down. I just wanted to know what what your thoughts are on 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 that. I mean, I I I think this one's also a tricky one because there's this, you know, I don't want to say like no, I won't say it. I was gonna say like every guy's heard of like the white white savior syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. you don't want yeah. you don't want you don't want that. You know, you don't like it but needs to be that only work if you are white <laughs> <laughs> which the uk predominantly is Isn't it only if you're white no i do think white. i do think i so do if, think if like you are going back home to nigeria that ain't white savior syndrome well that's because you're going, going to, to i feel to like your country you yeah, but well, even we're talking if i'm about... going to ghana it's still, it's still not white savior syndrome. what if you what if, if you go, go to, to what if you go to India? Um, uh, yeah, if syndrome, you go to win, India, still not, still not mm. white. I don't I've, think I've, that it's I've, white. I've seen some. No, I think obviously, obviously, forget the white part. But white. The, the whole, the whole <laughs> point of it is when you go to a place and you think that you're there to help, you're better than the people. You, you know, you know more. Like it's, it's, it's 
if you went to Cambodia and you were trying to fix them, that you would be very susceptible to the same syndrome because you're not really kind of... It's how you do it. I think that name comes from the fact that people went somewhere and they they just bullied their way into making everything the way that they did it. If you go and you actually try to find out what it is that is actually needed find out the need what's the problem what's the actual need and then you help people how they want to be helped like some people you know it's, it's that whole um teach somebody how to fish um not just give them the fish ask them do like what's going to actually help you right about now is it really actually like what do you need and then you let them tell you what Wait, they why, need. Why did What's Dwayne, the need? Why did Dwayne the find that? Why did Dwayne find that funny? <laughs> no, because the, 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 the actual saying, she just told yeah. me, but you did. It's like, give a man a fish. What were you actually saying? Teach a man a fish, he, he needs for life. <laughs> Joe, we knew what you were saying, Ted. Yeah, no, but it's true. It's yeah, true. You're, you're completely so right. When you now ask what the need is, what's the problem? Like, this is basic project management and stuff. What's the problem? Let people tell you what the problem is, and then you try it. You don't just go there, bully your way in. Tell people that bathroom solving problems is not the right way to bath. And, mm. you know, now, you know, fucking bowl life is not the way. Do you know what I'm saying? And now you know, no, make I mean, I, I think some different way. I'm just, you, just, just using examples. Don't know if that really happened, but I'm just saying. I don't think, you know I, mean? I don't think that's, I don't personally think that was the best example to you. <laughs> but sometimes but... bucket and bath, I'm like, bucket and bowl is kind of a great way to like, I don't know that there's many like I don't know that there's many humanitarian <laughs> organizations going Bucket to other parts of the world and the thing that they think that they need to tackle is people using bucket and bowls to bath I don't know I don't know let me go on the Red Cross website and see what they're saying I don't know the correct way to bath no, like, but I, I, you don't just I think... tell somebody that the way that they're living is not the right way to live way. because because it's not the way that you want to mm. live. Mm. I um one of my managers sent a video because he's in India right now, and um like he was driving and on the roads um in a particular area that he was in, there are cows just like everywhere, Don't and um. Yeah, so they're just like maybe, you know, just chilling in the road or chilling like, because everybody leaves them kind of um, to it, basically, you know, they're quite, they're like, I think they're usually like sometimes old cows and stuff, I'm not too sure, but somebody would come and just be like, yo, what are you doing or whatever, not really understanding why, like nobody's really, like people are just leaving them to it, you know, because cows are quite sacred do you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll just be, like, just bullying the cows or something. I don't know. I'm just saying, you know, because you don't understand like telling the people, culture. Yo, put your cows and you're just pen. telling them, don't do it. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You have to understand people and their culture before you now just bully your way and think that your way is the best way. Understand first and then help. Then you don't get called white saviour. Well, I don't know if you would still. Some people might, but, you know. I I I think maybe we're being on. I I've set this up in a necess, uh, a bit of an unfair way to people who go away and help because I think a lot of the times people do have really good great intentions. But I was watching a video and people were saying it's great that people come and help and they build a, a house build after a hurricane and stuff. Yeah. And stuff but the, mm. but like it's the unintended consequences it's you know when you come and do that you're taking away potential job for a local person who desperately needs it at that particular time or when you come and do something and you're there for a month two months even three months and then you just dip like mm. that also well, leaves it leaves a void you know mm. that like mm. that makes people even more more dependent or more in a difficult situation so i do think people 
people have a genuine desire to go and help i know some people are just going there to feel good about themselves but a lot of people have a genuine desire to just go and help but it's a very complex thing like redu- like redeveloping a whole community and it take it's very involved so it just takes a lot more wisdom rachel you've you've gone abroad to go and like do stuff like do you want to share your experiences First of all, did you get white saviour syndrome? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I think my experience was a little bit different because I went sort of towards the end of my training. Um, So I was there, I guess, more to to learn um, than anything else. Um, It was... I mean, I still think it was probably one of the greatest experiences I've probably experienced. But I think... Again, like you said, it was possibly, I don't want to say selfish, um, because I think it probably did a lot for me than it did for the people within the community. Um, However, I did meet a lot of uh, doctors or nurses who actually did go back and forth quite a bit and were trying to set up um, actual facilities that would leave Mm. a long lasting effect um, so I stayed in an orphanage for five and a half weeks and that was set up by um, two Irish guys. Um, so I think that was a really great, obviously a great thing. They housed like maybe 20, 30 kids um, from the ages of, well, up until the age of 18, they paid for all their school tuition and things like that. So that made a real wow. impact within within the community. Um, so I, I think, I, I, I exp- yeah. So I was just going to say, no, I actually think that your what you've said is actually the right way because one of the i listen to ted talks a lot another ted talk i was listening to the lady (laughs) was saying that you know she used to just go in and build orphanages build schools and all of that stuff and then what she realized is she never actually saw it as something where she could gain from the people that she was going to and actually she's like changed up a whole approach to things and she thinks that no 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 like student on a gap year no young person should be allowed to go to any country and do anything the first time they go there that you you should whenever you the first time you go there you should only be going to learn you should only be going to go and just learn understand change your own attitudes change your own hearts you should be going there with a view to go and absorb and understand understand the culture understand the way of living it's kind of like what you were saying Tadio. Yeah, well, like that's what Tad was saying yeah yeah you like that's exactly and then you go back home and then you can plan and think oh based on Mm. what i've learned how i've how i've been impacted this is how i think is the best way to help so i i I really don't think it's it's wrong for you to say that um, i don't think it was a bad thing that you went there to learn rachel yeah i mean it was generally like i think one yeah like i said it's one of the greatest experiences and actually a lot of sort of my career plans and like what I want to do with my future has been shaped by that particular experience. So mm. the next time I go back, yeah, I want to be able to like obviously do something a lot more substantial. Um, but yeah, no, I was sick, man. Mm. I, 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 would, I would like to do stuff like that. But to be honest, if, even if you can't go down, because that seems, you know, a lot of people might find it quite daunting to go all the way down. There's other ways to help from afar. You know, Bim, I know you, I, I think you deal with compassion. Yeah, I actually recently um, did a fundraiser for my birthday yeah. um, to the Compassion Charity. They're basically a charity that sponsors um, young kids in impoverished areas um, all over the world, not a particular area um and they give up people the opportunity to sponsor them so on a monthly basis you pay a certain amount and that goes towards their food their upkeep their school um and that has a massive impact on them and also the family they're in so it kind of takes that burden off the family and it helps the child to thrive so um yeah compassion is is a charity that's really i really really support their cause i think they're doing an amazing job 
Mm. And they make it so easy for people that aren't directly on ground to, you know, to be involved and, and yeah, support the cause. Yeah, we 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 recently just started giving to sponsoring a, a child in Thailand, actually, and it is it it feels really. I like the way they package it up, where it it feels almost like you're you're adding to your family, you know. Yeah. So it's it's quite. And you can write letters to them as well. Mm-hmm. The, the child feels like they're not just. A number like they're actually number, known yeah. mm-hmm. you know their name you know you know what they're doing you know what their interests are um yeah and they yeah, do it really well like you can't go and like you can't go and visit them until you've been giving for what is it like a, a few years or like at least a year or something like that because they want to show yeah. that you're really committed it's like a proper yeah. it's a proper thing it's not just people being <laughs> winning lily yeah i'm sponsoring a child now i'm gonna like, go take some beautiful pictures with them to make myself happy yeah i think it's a really good cause yeah there's a lot going on around the world it's not just war it's not just you know there's a lot of pain i i think it's worthwhile going is that your hand up Dwayne? or no i was just seeing how dry my hand was right now i saw it on camera and i was like yo i need a little tune (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this in. I'm gonna leave this in. So people know, people know what we're dealing with here. We're out here talking about, you know, kids, kids in other countries that we can help. And Dwayne's priority is the dryness of his hands. Great. There you go. You know, start the bottom. Work your way up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think linked to this thing, linked to this thing is I just wanted to have a general conversation about um, how we can b- build our empathy or understanding of what's going on. Because I don't know about you guys, like some some situations around the world just have really become like a statistic to me. Like, I don't get moved as much when I see some of these pictures anymore. And I think it's it's a shame because I think as a human race, especially those of us in op- in privileged areas of the world, we become very desensitized to the plight of others. So I just wanted to say, it, it, I think if to in, in being able to help us along this journey, I think that's a critical Thing, how do we actually start to kind of love our neighbours more in this regard in a more genuine and real way? I think an important thing to remember is we have to try not to become overwhelmed with the amount of information that we see or hear on the news that may move us to a point of you know, no action. So... Mm-hmm. Do whatever you can with whatever you can, wherever you can. And I think if everyone took on that mentality, then, you know, one step at a time, the problems will eventually all get solved. But if we see it as, oh, there's just too much to do and there's just too much to solve. And then we fold our arms and do nothing. Nothing's getting done. Whereas if you say, okay, with what I have in the little way that I can, I'm going to do I'm going to do something and make an impact that goes a long way. And it actually causes a ripple effect as well. If everyone thought like that, then things will be, you know, changed and things will happen. Well, you'll start to see it eventually. But I just think it's with with the news cycle and it's so easy to access the news now um, through like Insta, TV, your phone. Like it's just everywhere. It's so easy to become so overwhelmed with it and consumed with like you said, desensitized to the world's problems, but we need to try not to do that and just do what you can with what you have. No, I'm with you, Bim. I think the idea of trying to, you can't solve everything. And I think that's, that's a point where I've like recently got to, um, because if you try and solve everything, as you said, nothing's going to get done. So I think there's probably something to say about, picking not picking your battles or picking the causes that that are really dear to you and that's not to say that you don't support other causes but I think actually if you have one or two 
causes that are really dear to your heart and you can focus on that and you can focus mm. on um the things that you can do with with the the money the time that you have the resources that you have where you are um then I think you really begin to make an impact and that's not to say if something acute happens that you can't you can't uh donate you can't give you can't volunteer for that but it just helps you focus your mind um a lot yeah. more and actually deal with that current situation yeah that makes sense instead of having to as they say focusing on one thing more than if you focus on 10 things you're not going to give all your time to it Mm, mm. if you focus on one or two you will actually be able to do that to your best ability and get the best outcome that you need to do no but like well definitely definitely all all of that's definitely true but i'm just saying how can we help ourselves to love strangers better that's kind of what i'm trying to say here like it's just looking at their lifestyle really you just just look at them you would have to look at them as you say if you learn about if you learn about someone or their community or how where they've come from you'll be able to understand and relate to what Mm. they do it's like me growing up caribbean do you know what I mean? I was a, I wouldn't be like if I didn't have my friends, my Caribbean friends around me, and then having my Nigerian friends around me as well, that like I wasn't able to relate. I couldn't relate to the Nigerian people properly when I was growing up because I didn't know anything about you and I didn't feel to know anything about um the Nigerian side. <laughs> but then it was like, yo, okay, cool. My mom does the exact same thing that your mom does. My family does the exact same thing that your family does. Okay, I can see the similarities between my walk and your walk. Okay, cool. Now look at me. I'm here married to a Nigerian with like a hey. proper. <laughs> 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 yeah. You lucked out. Man. You lucked out. You you actually. Who loves that sound? <laughs> you... that out, it's because he's missing his DJ life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but yeah no i think in like as a londoner i've i find it like that i'm really crap at getting to know people like strangers like i can want i'm a very friendly guy you know if 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 you're if If you're crap then what am i then (laughs) to know people easy but no but that's yeah but that's when you come up well, that's when you're like put in my path bro i don't even know my neighbor's name and i've been here for like more than 10 years i, Actually, I, saw I find that you. so strange i've never seen your neighbors strange that's true too and that is also so strange <laughs> Like I, I'm That's good true. with I'm good with like people that I that I go and meet and or like I I don't know but I'm just not. I mean, but good what with... do you want to be doing? Just like going on the bus and then just chatting to somebody? Is that is like, no, 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 no okay? Like, I, I, I'll be I'll be honest. Distance. Like I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Like my neighborhood, you know, I live on the edge of. Um, like central London, but then Whitechapel's on the other side, and there's like a massive, mass like the biggest community in Tower Hamlets is the Bengali community, the Southeast Asian community, and I feel like I live in this community, yet I don't necessarily have any relationships with anyone in that community. Like here, at least, I have loads of Asian friends, but I'm just saying, in my yeah. neighborhood, in my community. I can't say that I've embedded myself in this community if I haven't broken into that community. If you know what I mean, like yeah, maybe you need to when you see because I do see some people when I'm coming, like you know when we might be coming round when we you know pre pre COVID times. Um, <laughs> I have seen people, so maybe <laughs> when you see them dance, <laughs> why did that click so late to him? <laughs> I was processing it. I was processing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, Carry on. People, 
I see them. And so do you ever, do you ever just say, like maybe stop and say hello and say, oh, like, where do you live? Like, that's literally how... No. You can't be asking those questions. No, I don't do that. Where do you live? Yeah, like, who does that? In your flats. No, in your flats. You've seen each other, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that in mine. There's people that I know that I have seen in your building every single time I have come to your building. So they definitely. Right, I never see anyone. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like I, totally I the only one that lives in a whole people. building. <laughs> for real, Dwayne. For real. Now the people that live like right by the door in the door. Right the by the door. To their building. Yo, <laughs> like you come whole... at different times to me. Yo, every time the only people I see come out of that door is Tolu's family. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody seeing Tolu that's going I'm into that block. Lie. I, yes, yes. That's no, but okay, wait, wait, let's take However, this off Tolu. Tolu, this, this isn't just about Tolu. I'm saying, I see people the in Tolu's block next to him. Do the rest of you feel like... We know our... Well, I know my neighbours. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I know then. my neighbours. I know my neighbours so much that I've had an argument with and... one of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah. I haven't had an argument with them. But oh, yeah, no, this guy, he's a very... You have to have an argument with him to get across. Okay, yeah, but Dwayne, I know my Dwayne, name, Dwayne does not represent the Eden ideals. Um, oh, no, if you know the argument, views. I'll tell you the argument. Did... I feel like I told you the argument. I've told you the argument that I've had with You haven't guy. told me the argument. About the parking. He was bare blocking my, my space. I couldn't, I couldn't actually park my car. And after he, when I first moved in, are you, okay. are you one of them neighbors that will get that will get your neighbor's car towed? That will get your neighbor's car towed. Impossible. If I get my car, if he yelled, nah, 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 nah. But I think when I first moved in here, cool. The where his, where his car parking space is, if I park outside of my bay, and I'm unloading shopping, it block. I mean, it kind of like he has to go down the road, turn around, and then come back and park backwards. So every time he'll come in. He'll blow his horn because someone's parked on that bit of um bit of thing. I've got like eighteen flats here, isn't it? So every time he will come in, he'll blow his horn, create a big problem. The other day, just during the beginning of lockdown, yeah, his his other piece, his other person that lives with him, decided that wow, she was going to park other her. Piece. It wow. sounded Top like it sounded like this guy's been running around and like he's, he's, yo. He's, he he, Rod, he decided that she was going to park her car this guy. on the road. No, so he needs to be in it. Parked her car on the road. If you see how my house is, is still, he parked. Is she still parked it on the road rain. on the block. So I can't actually park my car without having uh, any way trying to get into that spot will be a problem for me. I've got to do a million turns to get in. So I just I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna be this at the beginning when we started like so when, just after our first recording as well. So I was thinking, yo. I've got to be with God, yeah? So I was like, <laughs> let me just be this guy. Right. I buzzed on his door, yeah? And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry. You've parked here, like, for, like, three days straight. Can you just move your car? Me being... I came on a humble thing. Can you just mind your car so that I could get um, so I could get into the space properly? Because rather annoying, and you're not even in a bay. Man's like... Did you oh, say the rather to... annoying and you're not even in a bay? Part? Yeah, I said that. He said, I mean, uh, all these people. Like not that, that's Dwayne trying to come come with no, God. I said it, I think I'm humble. Not, I was like, it's rather annoying. It's rather annoying. I've got to do a million turns. So two T's now. He's like, oh, um, I've seen people park there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yo, they don't park there overnight. Can you just come and please move your car? Cool. I've put the car in the bay, gone inside. He's come out. He's looked at his car. Looked at it, looked at it. Then after then, dip back inside the house. I'm like, nah, this guy's mocking, yeah? It's not that type of party. I go back outside. I'm like, yo, just move your car. Or I'm going to call building management because you're not in a bay. Call that building management. They're like, oh, you have to call the police. Call the police for who? What? Call the police. <laughs> I pay. Service charge. What are they there for? To... Yeah, that's it. I was like, yo, nah. And after then, he comes out. It's like... I'm not blocking, blah, blah. He started creating a problem. I'm like, yo, I've got neighbors. I don't want to be that angry black man around here, yeah? I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. Was like, yo, move your car, please just move your car, blah. Then other, then the, his other side came out and was like, don't call it his other side. So there's two people. 
So he, there's he, people he that came out and like, Which one is the other? There's no, the other I the think woman, he's just it? talking about his wife. Like, why don't you just it's say his wife. wife? It's not his wife. Because then she decided she wanted to Maybe lie to me. She was girlfriend. like, oh, I'm here. I'm here to, um, I'm here shielding and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I saw you here in 2018. How are you shielding here when you've lived here since 2018? Shielding started only in like... Okay, wait, is, is this story going to link back to the idea we're talking about today? Because I feel like we spent Love enough to- Yeah, because then I felt that I needed to not argue with him anymore. And... I, I started to love him and I don't talk to him but he knows that we have this mutual respect but all my other neighbours calm they came and spoke to me like days after this argument and they're like oh why are we arguing with him oh yeah I've had the same problem but I'm the only one that so now, now you're about gossiping because... about him with other people we need to really we need to have a conversation no, about no, no, no. He knows your neighbour because I'm being outside his window big man I'm outside wow. of his house I'm outside hey. of his house he can see me I see him see me talk about him. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay, yeah, back to the conversation. (laughs) When you see your neighbors, (laughs) when you see your neighbors, do you greet them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, oh, hey, hello. Hi, Tim. Yeah, you can just do extra, like, yeah, but that's not knowing, that's not, that's not getting to know your neighbor. That's what I'm trying to say. No, what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying to you. When you now greet them, you can go the extra mile and say, you know what, we've been living here for many, many years and we don't know each other. Then you start a conversation with them. Mm. And you have a conversation. And then now you will be now discussing. Do you get what I'm saying? You that's how you get to know the people who live like in your in your actual building. Because you never know, they might know the other person that lives maybe right next door to you. And then you can have a conversation with that. But do you get what I'm saying? Oh, that's just showing it's, it's, how thing is, like, a neighbour, though, isn't it? My, one the, of my the... neighbours actually plants flowers for us. Like, my neighbours are really, really cool. <laughs> I just feel like sometimes, oh, like, nice. I, I, I've got other things that I'm doing. I, I actually... I don't. I don't. <laughs> You're gonna oh, say it, man. You're gonna no, say it. No, 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 like no, I don't, don't actually. The, thing is, the thing is, I don't actually want one of my neighbors to like want to come and like chill in the house and like. You think that who's talk? coming to chill? They're not Wait, hold on a sec. No one can you have a random person <laughs> on the road come to your house happen? for Bible study, Mate. but you don't want your own neighbor that has. Imagine. I really, guys, I want to work on this. I want to work on this because I won't ever. Do you know what? I actually, I I find it easier to welcome in the stranger than. Someone you've seen several times in your own house. But do you not think like there is like that? I think it, it might be a Nigerian thing where you you're, you're just apparently not supposed to be friends with your neighbors. No, like, that's you're not supposed to have that like familiarity. Nigerian thing. My other half. That's not Nigerian. I've heard a lot of Nigerian people say it, where like you got to keep. Um, you got to keep like obviously be cordial with them. You just don't like, want to be rough, but like you shouldn't be too a, close I, with your neighbors. Okay, maybe I've heard Nigerians say it. Like said, it's because they don't want to get my robbed. Mom or to our neighbors, man. <laughs> like every Nigerian family that like I, well, anyway, my family, we all know our neighbors wherever we live, dotted around. And actually, there's such a benefit when you do know your neighbors because. You help each other. My aunt's neighbours in Essex, sometimes like they had a um a uh, a grass what's it called? Lawnmower and the 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 man that lives next door, he like borrowed them the lawnmower. One time he even cut their grass, like do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah, you actually can assist each other and stuff, you know? Like mm. you actually then become a community of people. Mm. If something happens to somebody, everybody kind of comes together or however it may be when it's mm. christmas some of my neighbors Around leave like gifts and stuff, stuff. Yeah. you know what it means it's it's, it's really <laughs> yeah, like nice like it's um like, yeah, yeah for real trust me honestly like, <laughs> it's really nice they take your deliveries you know yeah. things like that's that. how i know most that's of my neighbors cool. actually from deliveries like you go and then you have a quick you chat you go and have like, a quick oh, chat no, yeah. do you know what do you know what Probably i don't know think that my neighbors, neighbors are actually also want to be in their own house don't think that just because you're going to chat to them they're going to be trying to in, it, their in way. your no, house no, looks no, like my, their house is nothing, my, your house, nothing my neighbors, like it, it's like 
Hey, my house, house too oh, what does you. this guy look like? <laughs> All right. That's not what I was trying to but say. But he makes Jeez. so much noise in his building. I'm, I don't know how. I don't understand how the whole building hasn't seen inside your house. How they haven't seen him. Like, I don't... Anyways. You know, maybe your neighbors speak about you. You might be the neighbor that everybody talks about. That's why <laughs> they don't talk like, to you. This guy makes so much noise. <laughs> guy number blah blah. Yeah, yeah they all know you. You don't it. know them. Jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Um, anyways, anyways, I think, I think, um, th- th- I, I think practicing how to, how to get to know the strangers near near you is a helpful way to start to get to know the strangers far away from you. So I, I want to start to do do more of that. Like, and, and I mean, mm. when I say I'm using this word strangers is a weird word, but I do mean like people outside of my of my comfort zone. Your comfort zone. Because yeah. actually, to be honest with you, if there were people that kind of looked like me, sounded like me that moved nearby, well, I would probably find it easier to go and talk to them. Actually, I'm not gonna lie. I think I just find my home to be like my sanctuary, and I'm not really trying to get anyone. But who's coming into your home? I don't know why I get that vibe. Why like... do you think that? All right. Anyways, I'll anyways, moving on. Your neighbors have their own houses. <laughs> <laughs> right next to your house. Rachel, Rachel, wow. Rachel, wow. Rachel. Wow. That's that's rude. I didn't hear. What did Rachel, Rachel even hear? She, she didn't write. Uh, she, she, she typed it. She typed it. She typed it. Rachel's out of order. Anyways, I, I, no, okay, you know what, you know what, Rachel, you're, you're completely right. You know, I like, I actually, you know, that bear of people that are listening to this right now are thinking that as well. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I really have missed what like was me sounds like racist. me. Rachel, Rachel, Rachel wrote that I'm racist in the in the chat, and you know what, Rachel, you know what, if if I have tendencies, oh. if I have tendencies of that, I think it's important for me to address that. Because I do oh, think very, very much. No, no, no. But genuinely, mm, like, like, I think I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay, maybe this is exposing too much, but I actually think that a community that I personally haven't like embraced very well are, you know, like it's symptom. Symptom of that is when last time we have this conversation, we couldn't find a single person that had voted Brexit to come and talk to us here. I know many I really, people that have voted Brexit, but I, I don't think want to that's to because we're Londoners, though. I think that's the main issue. I think that's well, that, well, that's the point. Well, my, my point is like there's there's a significant proportion of the UK population that I have zero in common with, and like I'm not even trying. I don't. I'm never gonna come across you. I'm never gonna engage with you. So I think it's a two. And I think thing. that's the problem, actually, Tolly. Thinking you have that's zero in common with yeah. them. Exactly. Is, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I think, so this isn't just all, this isn't just, like, about loving the left. I think I also have a responsibility to love the right. And when Steph and I were, decided to move houses, I literally, I literally went and Googled <laughs> what is the most racist part of london and like what part of london like would doesn't look or feel by the way i mean (laughs) it 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 was up east towards rachel's side actually yeah i was like you're coming towards my side anyway like like they have like and and now we've 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 put an offering in a house down that way because i actually think it's important for me in particular i prayed about it to god and and i think i do need to go and embed myself in a in a culture that i'm uncomfortable with and so what's that you 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 are moving into a racist area so that oh, i mean I, I think it's, that's a joke even, even, even me calling I even me calling them racist here. even me calling them racist is out, out of my ignorance you know yeah that's ridiculous exactly like that's, it's, yeah. it's it's okay. it's 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 i'm I, I want to go to a place that is different from me 
so that I can actually learn different from to what you know. Yeah, yeah, so I can I can learn from the other side and understand what what their issues are and what their ways of thinking because they're not bad people. They're not all bad people, you know. Like you'll be it's... so shocked. You have so much in common with exactly. Exactly. People. So I, I, I actually. I mean, Tolly, you, you surely you must know that because you came to sixth form college. Like, I, and I hated, this... I hated it. I hated, hated, hated it. Like I told Steph that I'm like this. That part of the world of the London was the last place I wanted to live. Like literally, I yeah. did not. I'd rather take any other part. And you know. I think we'll talk about this guy down the line when we maybe talk about love for enemies. But you know that guy, um, Dow Davis, the guy that went and befriended a bunch of KKK members, black guy. And like, he actually mm. got a lot of people to change their ways just by, just by not, not yeah, campaigning, not by just becoming their friend. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's all he had to do. And he's probably had more impact than, so many other people that are trying to, you know, bash people and, you know, fight them. I actually think it, we just, I need to just go and... L- Can I just clarify that we're not comparing people in this part of, of, of course London? Not. No, 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 <laughs> we haven't mentioned no, the place. Not, not. We haven't mentioned the place. Maybe we, sh- maybe we shouldn't so that people don't feel upset. But, like... <laughs> I mean, we don't want our fans to come after us as well. Has fans. <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Anyways. No, I, I genuinely think, yeah, it, it definitely just stems from like ignorance. Um mm-hmm. and I'm not calling that's you what ignorance. It is. <laughs> no, it is, it is, it is. But please don't feel ignorant. don't that's feel shy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. definitely stems yeah. from my ignorance. hundred percent. I know oh, that ignorance. for a fact. Not just yours though, but like I feel like that is really just what it is. Just mm. everybody's just ignorant about each other. Each other, other yeah. Not everybody, but you know, like when it's because you don't really know that somebody is very much so uh, like like you, you know, you may have everybody is human at the end of the day and mm-hmm. you 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 tend to go through the same not the same but you know you might have the same um, experiences whether it be with you know just like how your family is set up you might have grown up in a single parent household and somebody else grew up in a single parent household but you didn't think that that would be something that would be something that you would Pretty both terrible. understand do you get what i'm saying like it, there's different, so many different ways that you can find common ground with somebody. Mm. And it's just about having that conversation and knowing that even if the one common ground is that you, you both watch a particular show on something and then that's what you're talking about. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you might mm-hmm. not agree on anything else, but you both love this one thing or you can both do this. But that will kind of then open the door of you now better understanding that person better knowing how to even um, communicate with somebody else who may have the same beliefs at that as the person that you now have in your network. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, 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 yeah. There's no way that it can't help. It can only yeah. help to advance you and your knowledge and help you to love people um, and, more and, as and well. be loved by them and ex- accept their yeah. love too, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I think you know, like I, we put, I put a lot of kind of burden on the other side to to change their ways and their thinking, to love other people, love love the outsiders, love the strangers. But I think I should put equal burden on the strangers and myself to to love them too and go and go and understand them and go into their communities as well. So, yeah. I'll let you guys know how it goes, you know. Hopefully, my my friendship circles become a lot more diverse as a as a result of this, and we all, you know. I just think just rounding it up is it literally like pretty much if you um to love your your neighbor your or love your strange um love strangers and stuff like that, it is only getting to know them as much as you can. Do you know what I mean? Getting to learn, mm. learning everybody's culture and everybody's their idea of life in itself could get you to understand them in their own way. 
Because as I said, you can pretty much find I'm um, like relate to everyone in one way or another. There, I can't say that there is someone out there that is fully opposite to you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I There's mean... got to be something within their life that you go, oh yeah, yeah we can talk true. about that one thing. Mm-hmm. And that one thing could help you change their views on other stuff or even yeah. they could change your views on that, on exactly. other things in your lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some people that are like legit completely opposite to you. Like, no, but I feel like there yeah. might be like just that one little, that one little whoop in there, do you know what I mean? And just be like... I mean, even if that were the case, like you can still learn from jokes jokes anyways um yeah guys i i really i do i do think this is an i think i think this this particular thing is one of the most important like ideals out there because i think this is at the heart of what jesus's great commission was all about go out there spread make this make this family bigger and that that's that that explicitly wasn't make this family bigger with people that look like you people that talk like you people that sound like you it was go out to the nations specifically the others the strangers so if if you as a follower of jesus are not adept at being able to interact with strangers and welcome them into your family as your own i think you're lacking something that jesus might want you to have I feel like if this was a Bible study, I would have just gone into, now let's pray. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit to help our hearts. <laughs> um, but you know, that's a wrap, guys. Hope you enjoyed that episode. If you have any comments, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Eden Ideal. Or check out our website, www.theedenideal.com. Next week, we'll be starting a conversation on education. At face value, this might not seem like an ideal of God, but as we dig deeper, we see how important it is to us being able to fulfill our God-given purpose. Hope to see you then.